general legal disclaimer. All views and opinions expressed on this broadcast are those of the host and guest. The material presented is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing presented is a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatments. The host and guests are not liable for errors and omissions. Please pursue any action solely at your own risk. All right, nowadays, that has become a necessity. Keeping it real. Today we have confidence coach Jonathan O'Halloran joining us from the United Kingdom. He lives with anxiety himself, but he refuses to allow it to stop him. He helps people to build confidence, discipline, gratitude, and to achieve their goals and dreams. This leads to a life filled with purpose. So where did it all start? We're gonna talk about his story from the beginning to where he's at right now. Fear, it's a big component in all of this. How do you become confident? Being honest with yourself and other people. Taking action in your life. Finding passion in your life. How to be authentic. How to achieve your goals. Why is exercise and nutrition beneficial for mental health? All this and more. Hang in there till the end. You're not going to want to miss a minute of this episode. I have a stupendous confidence coach here from the UK on today. And it's a blessing to have him with us. He's going to offer so many insights on how each of us as an individual can be better human beings. I want to just lock and load and go straight into it. So how do we validate Jonathan as a confidence coach? Where does his story start to provide us with some information on how we can trust him? And I believe I'm asking for the majority, for the people that would be listening. Uh, so, so you want me to tell my story from the start? Yeah. What did you realize was the de defining moment? I have confidence issues. I have anxiety. I have panic attacks. Whatever it was to yeah. beating it or assembling some program to getting to where you are now to where you have control over it. And that's a large scope to go over. So I don't know if you can kind of dial it in a little quick and, you know, hit it fast. Or if you yeah. want to take the time to describe the whole thing, I'm game for anything, man. It's a great question. And it's, uh, it's quite challenging to answer. But I realized I had confidence issues from a very young age. When I started to say to my dad, um, I've got this fear, I get nervous. And my dad said to me, what do you mean? And he didn't understand it. And I said, I'm a bit embarrassed to say it, but I, I get nervous around people and I'm just scared of stuff. And then my dad started to explain to me that it was kind of normal, but I had to learn in his words at the time, I had to basically learn how to toughen up, you know, be a man, be brave and kind of believe in myself. So he gave me the right advice, my dad, but it wasn't easy to apply that advice because I was so sensitive and I got bullied at school because of being sensitive and shy. It's, it's weird because- I'll tell you this, you're what? from the UK, not to butt into you, Johnny, but 
Um, I want you to I want you to go ahead and continue from there. But it, it's stereotypical. This is worldwide. Every father delivers, in general, this message to their boy. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm glad that my dad did. And obviously, when I'm saying it, you got to remember, you know, that was my dad when he was in his 20s and 30s. My my dad's 60 now, and our relationship has improved so much. Maybe we can get to that. So he gave me wonderful what he had at that time, and what he gave me has saved my life. If my dad didn't say those things to me, I might have taken my own life. I might have killed myself, and that's and that's later on. So I, I wow. Of course, there's things that I've gone. Well, that's right, what he said, but there's there's flaws in that as well. So let me take a little bit from my mum, from my nan, from other people, from my own heart, what I feel, and let's put it together and, and let's make this work. So my confidence issues were realised very young. A lot of it was because I think I was born confident. I think we all are. I was very caring, very loving, very trusting with people. But when I got bullied, it affected my mental health. I didn't trust people very easily because some people broke my trust and they betrayed me. They bullied me. They shamed me. And it destroyed me. I was very sensitive and it made me feel I can't trust people because the last time I trust them, they changed their mind. So if, even though I could say to you now, that's not true, but that was my perspective as a young boy and that perspective affected me. And then I started to get ashamed at feeling afraid because I thought, well, my dad doesn't feel fear. My dad's, he's, a, he's, a, he's like, you know, my dad's like Mike Tyson. He's, he, he don't feel fear. No one feels fear. I'm the only one. Lots of us look up to and idolize our father because we look at them as indestructible figures. Exactly. So, and it wasn't just my dad. It was what my dad, it was everybody. You know, I, I went to school, a mixed school of girls and guys. And I thought, you know, all the girls and the guys are stronger than me. I'm, it was, I felt like, a, I felt so ashamed and frightened. I thought I was the only one that felt fear. So I didn't have a good relationship fixed. I didn't understand. Everybody feels fear. Everybody feels anxiety, including all of our dads, our mums, everyone. Part of being human. But I have no Everybody does feel fear. Exactly. But because I had this um, frantic panic, I would make my fear a hundred times worse. And that's where my dad would come in and say, listen, relax. Listen, we all feel that, you know, you're someone bullied you or you got an exam or this girl likes you and he would say, relax, mate, calm down, calm. Cause I'll be going, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Mom, mom, dad, mom. I was, I couldn't control it. I couldn't control it. So obviously, I could laugh at it. Now, obviously, people at school was going, what's wrong with that guy? He's not acting normal. Because I was, I was in constant fear. I was constantly uh, Johnny, I just want you to realize that I, and I believe anybody else that listens, some of them are going to, I'd say a high percentage of people that listen to this are going to feel the same way I do. I had those issues when I was younger in a very statistically high manner. Like it dominated how I acted. It dominated how I moved through school, through the social hierarchies and everything because I was in fear all the time. I got bullied. I was a skinny little runt, all that stuff too. So yeah. I can relate to what you're saying. Exactly. That, that's, you know, that's my whole point. So as you said, imagine being confident because you don't know any different. Imagine, imagine look, we're all born kind. Okay. Some people believe we're born with 
um, sin in us. I don't know of all the answers. That could be true. But we're all born pure. We're all quite caring. Things happen that affect how we feel. So if you're born confident, but then you get bullied and people are attacking you and you grow up in, in, in an environment where there are guns, there is crime, people do get stabbed, there's all sorts of things going on, that's eventually going to affect you unless you're not human. And those things all played a part, my environment, being around danger. So although I had a lot of paranoia, it wasn't for a stupid reason. It was to keep me alive. There was a chance going out that I could get stabbed, I could get robbed, and it did happen. So what I'm trying to say to people is it's not just like, oh, and I've got all these anxieties and these issues, and it's all in my head. No, it, it's all in your head. Sometimes there's a, there's a real reason why, and obviously teachers put me down, not all teachers. Some teachers said to me, Mr. Halloran, you're so stupid. You're going to be nothing when you leave school. What? You're going to sweep. So that's how some of my school teachers, I laugh at it now because I just could love them and forgive them, but that's how they spoke to me. That destroyed me because I, they're teachers and I trust them and they're right. And I thought, I'm bad. I'm a bad person. Everybody thinks I'm bad. I, I'm I think most people would agree those are horrible teachers. That's another perspective, as you said. There were good teachers, though. There were teachers that said to me, you are bright. You're such a bright young man. You're caring. You're smart. You're intelligent. But I didn't listen to them enough because this inner voice, this anxiety, this voice that we all deal with was so strong, it would override that, and it would trick me and make me paranoid and make me not trusting. So it would delete all the good. It wants it to hear reinforcement. It wants to pick up beliefs about everybody else saying things that agree with what it's telling you, basically. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that, that was the origin of my anxieties. And then I panicked, uh, you know, I'd get in, I was just, I was afraid of living. That's the truth. I was frightened of everything, school, ex people, intimacy, abandonment, being shouted, being bullied, upsetting people. I, I was very empathetic. Oh, wow. I, absolutely. Reality frightened me. I was afraid of dying. I was afraid of living. I was afraid of being uncomfortable. I was afraid of being socially awkward. I was afraid of stuttering. I was afraid of being liked. I was afraid of not being liked. I was afraid of being hated. I was afraid of being terrified. My mind, I was, as you can hear my psyche, troubled, a troubled young man because of bullying, trauma, genetics, obviously some in my family and, um, you know, all the above. But yeah, the, most of it was, was bullying and abuse. And then when you get bullied and abused, if you're not strong and educated, which I wasn't when you're a kid, you believe the lies. So one girl said to me, oh, you're ugly, Jonathan. Oh my goodness, that's how every girl thinks I am. My mum sees me like that, my aunties. It's not true. Many girls said to me, you're really handsome. Why did I believe them? I didn't <laughs> believe them. I didn't believe them. Why is this? The brain just wants to pick, it selects and reinforces the negative and omits the positive. I don't, this is not the time to answer that question, but continue with no. your story because it's okay. curious. Please speak your mind. I love these conversations. I like it being, being two-way. People will appreciate it, and I want to hear what you got to say. So I had loads of good male friends growing up, but when I was in dark places, my mind would say, can't trust men. Can't trust my dad, can't trust men. 
because they've got an agenda. They're going to try and bully me and I've got to compete with them. It made me angry. It made me aggressive. It made me paranoid. The truth was I could trust men. Of course, you don't trust some people, common sense. There is, a, there is a, as my mum would say in my delight, put society into perspective as a healthy balance. Everybody gets nervous before they go and do something new. But there's, there's accepting that and not going, there's something wrong with me. So I really needed, as you could hear, I needed therapy when I was younger, but I didn't have the courage to ask for it and get more help. My parents um, did a lot of what they could, but I just, I didn't have the courage. I was too ashamed. I didn't want people to know these things about me other than my mum later it's, on. My it's life. shameful. You feel ashamed of these kind I, of issues. I, 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 lived, I did not want anyone to know these things about me, and I didn't realize later on. The best thing I should have done was tell everyone these things about me. It's freeing. That would have got me over it. And it, it's, it, that's the last thing you want to do, though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's why we're having a time the, we're living. The, in the key to freedom is the one you don't want to use. Freedom! Hold it on down! You're right. The, a lot of the answers we, we'd find them say is freedom. Say it, tell the truth. When I look back at my life now, 40 years of age, so many good people didn't judge me. They didn't betray me. They were loyal throughout. They were good people. We got on. They didn't abandon me. Just a few people hurt me. But look, I hurt people too. I'm not proud of it, but I'm human. We make mistakes. I Damn. I, that's, I a big, that's, a big, that's a big thing to say. Most people won't admit that. Yeah, I got hurt along the way, but you know what? I hurt people too. You never hear people say that. Yeah. That's a radical vulnerability to admit that. Well, it's the truth, you know, and the truth hurts, but the truth will set you free. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm oh, please to... say that again. The truth will set you free. Listen, the truth will set you free. Look, I didn't go out intentionally in the mindset and the heart to say, I want to hurt people. That's not how my heart is. I'm no. not kind deep down i think every, most people are i got bullied you know sometimes you gotta stand up to bullying 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 isn't right no isn't right right but no. there were times i bullied because i got bullied and i bullied back and it went on a lot in school so you know these are things that you you learn if you want to learn and you're brave enough and um for me personally like i said to you at the start of our call i don't push my faith on anyone because that's I respect people, and that's not right. But faith has helped Absolutely. me. My faith, and that has helped me and other people. And, you know, finding forgiveness for myself, because I could forgive myself now, or God could, knowing what I was going through. But I, like my mentor Jeff says, which I know some people don't want to hear it, but it's free, and we can't escape our actions. We all got to pay the price for our actions, good and bad. So I didn't get away with it. I didn't get away with not treating people right. It absolutely tortured me with pain, with remorse, with all sorts of emotional problems in my life. And I'm generally sorry for the people that I hurt, and I've had to also forgive the people that hurt me. It, it's a reciprocal thing. Like, what you're talking about, seriously, I mean, karma, dharma, there's all these different words for it, but the universe seems to have a scale of balance to keep things in order. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're correct. You know, Jason, you, you know, like I said to you, you know, you've, you've been brave. You, you've really worked through stuff. You're really trying and you can't ask for any more than that. I'm trying, but I know Johnny 
out here, you know, learning everything about it. I am trying to do better, but I am not at your level. Listen, man, I appreciate you saying it, man, but that's not true. I'm not above or below anyone, Jason. I've been through too much in my life, but I, I understand why you say it, but I know that's not true. And the viewers, the people that follow me, they may see that, but I don't want them to feel that. At the start of my journey, I would have liked that. That would have made me feel, but I've had a mental health breakdown. I've been humbled. That's why I'm a grateful man. And I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm too afraid to start believing that I'm better than anyone. But what I will say is, maybe this is a little bit of, from the start, I know no one's better than me. I know they're not better. I don't care if they've got millions, they're famous, because I've been through some stuff. I've been through some stuff. No one's better than me, and, I, and I'm not below anyone. And that's just, I believe in my heart. I know most of the people say, this guy's crazy. I know that's true. But of course, if we believe, <laughs> if we believe, if everyone believes I'm better than them, which I'm not, no, and right. then they live like that. So you've got to do quite a bit of work, or maybe no work at all, to have genuine humility. I think, you, like my dad said the other day when we were talking, I don't mind. I don't know if you'll mind saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. And he said, "You know what, Jonathan? I think, I think you've got to suffer in this life a bit because it makes you better, it makes you kinder." And I said, "I agree, Dad. We don't like that truth, and I don't want people to suffer." Your dad said that. He said that he's got some wisdom. I give him credit. Definitely. He said, Life I, is suffering, said Buddha. Your dad is like a Buddha. <laughs> yeah. My Nanya, who I absolutely love, who's not with us anymore. My Nana, and I know Sorry I'm biased. Okay. My Nan was the kindest woman. I've, she's the kindest person I've ever been around. Everyone loved her. Everyone come to her for therapy. Everyone come to her for love. Talk about high vibration. My Nan was high, she was high vibration. She just yeah. lived it. That frequency. But she had a hard life. She went through some stuff. She wasn't treated well. And that she was kind. But sometimes, man, kind people have been through really bad stuff in their life. They've been treated like trash by people. They've been treated really bad. That's inspiring. I'm not saying in order to be kind, you've got to be treated bad. But can, you can, people can resonate with the things that I'm saying. And what I'm saying to them is, yeah, there's hope. Whatever, whatever someone's going through, they can get through it. I wouldn't be here. I was in a mental hospital. I was successful in what I did. A mental hospital? Wait, what? Sorry. Pause. Mental hospital. Yeah. I, I don't mean to stop you in the middle of your story, but that is a question that I would have, and I think anybody would say, he can't just gloss over going to a mental hospital. <laughs> what in the heck took you towards a mental hospital? Why? Well, basically, when I started out, obviously, I had social anxiety and anxiety and all these fears. And as you, as you know from my, from my old life, um, I faced my fears after praying to God, being suicidal, hearing a Les Brown message, and I lived a really great life. Uh, a lot of people. Les Grades, wonderful. Changed my life, that man. I love him. He is awesome. He is awesome. Anybody listen to uh, Jonathan here, go check out Les Brown. As far as motivational, wonderful human being, spreading a great message, he's got it. Johnny, continue. Exactly. So the first start of my journey, as you said, Jason, was all about exposure therapy, which is great. It was all about 
find your courage, man up, go out and face all the things that frighten you, which was beautiful. And that's what I did. And it, it changed and saved my life because I could have easily committed suicide when I was in my 20s. I was thinking about suicide weeks in, weeks out. The only reason I didn't kill myself, this is the truth, um, because I had enough faith. I had enough faith in Jesus, even though that was in and out. I didn't want to hurt my mum and dad. And Les Brown got to me just on time because no one can get through to me at that time. But a good message can get through to a person at the right time, in the right way, in a language that resonates to them. And when I heard his message, I cried my eyes out because I thought my prayers had been answered. I don't know, sometime. So it saved me and inspired me to go out and face a lot of these social fears that I had that were killing me, man. They were killing Beautiful. me. They were Beautiful. It's, it's like it, it came at exactly the right moment, which is another thing people call destiny or fate or all these different things. You don't have to get spiritual about it, but sometimes mm -hmm. it, the coincidence is so remarkable. The timing, it's got to make you wonder because Johnny could be dead right now, but he's yeah. not because everything happened in the precise order it did and led him on a trajectory to help humankind as it is and share his story and change people from li living in fear to having a life of confidence and authenticity. So all on that moment, I mean, these certain things happening. It's amazing. Exactly. So yeah, the start of my journey, um, I'll, I'll say this out loud. I think a lot of men and women will really resonate with this. So the, the, the voices that were making me suicidal were, and I believed it, which it weren't true, was I'll never get a girlfriend. No woman would ever love me. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. Because if she knew about who I really was and all my issues, she wouldn't love me. I'll never make money. Or if I do make money, it will be minimum wage. That's all I'm worth. And I'll never ever, ever get over social anxiety and I'll always have this shame that people don't know these things about me and that's when I said please God like uh, listen I'm not asking you to do it all I'll, I'll take responsibility give me the strength Les came when Les Brown said it's possible you can live your dreams it doesn't matter if you're uneducated what color you are what background you're from what people have said someone's opinion of you doesn't have to become your reality Something changed in me. Something changed in me. And I was a person that thought motivation is a load of BS. It's cheesy. You know, they're, they're scamming me. I don't, I didn't trust. I knew he was Lock, right. I, lots of people were there. Exactly where you were at that moment. All this motivational talk and stuff like that. It's just a crock. It's a load. But you know what I've noticed, Johnny, is... There's lots of good information out there, but people listen to it and then they don't go into action. Yeah. And there is the problem. Just because you know it doesn't mean a thing. You got to move. 100%. You're, you're totally right, Jason. So, um, so much to say on that. Um, so, basically, I needed permission from another man or another person that I could trust, that I knew went through similar struggles, but had made it. Of course, I needed someone who's living it. You've got to be living it. You've got to be real with people. Doesn't mean you've got to be perfect, but you have to be living at least. It's an example. They're yeah. doing it. 
ninety percent, maybe eighty percent. That's great. That's that that shows that they're doing it. Exactly. And I and I you know I saw the success that you had um, financially. Not that that was the only thing that taught. I felt it. I could feel. You know when you can feel someone's experience through their intuition. In his it's in the gut, it's in the heart, it's in the mind. You feel it. There's energy. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, you know, my whole goal was sort me out, and then I want to sort other people out. In my language, because I come from a council state, is God, if you look after me, if you look after my selfish needs, and give me a lovely girlfriend and a few quid so I don't have to struggle <laughs> and a bit of confidence, I promise you, I'll help other people. And help them to make more money and be more confident. And, and that's what I did. Beautiful I did prayer. Beautiful prayer. Yeah. So, and that's affirmation. Like I said, people listening, I respect it. Every, and it is. That is yeah. A prayer is an affirmation, right? It's the same thing. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, Les Brown didn't force religion on me, but I knew he had similar values. And he, he was just a good person. A good person who wants to help people. And, and he was doing that. So when I started to take action, like what you, you're doing, Jason, and you've did, man, even though it was so uncomfortable, these new situations, I felt better. It was almost like, okay, Jonathan, heck, which one do you want? Do you want the one where you sit at home and you've got panic attacks and you've got the voice saying to kill yourself and you're so frightened that no woman will ever date you, you'll never have money, you'll be a loser, you'll be ashamed, you'll, you'll, you'll die a loser. Do you want yeah. that? Block want that, that off. Exactly. Do you want that? Or do you want this one where you go out and it's so uncomfortable being around people? But after you go through that discomfort, you, you feel like a billionaire. You feel humbled. You feel joy. You, you feel everything that you wanted to feel when you were a young boy. You don't need approval from people. You don't need money. You just feel great. You feel gratitude. And that's the feeling I got when I've done the amateur boxing. Boxing gave me that feeling. Public speaking gave me that feeling. Yeah, that's a big jump. I mean, you you did lots of things in between getting into boxing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. As you said, from from that point of listening to Les Brown, there were lots of things that I'd done that gave me confidence. And I might be going in different orders here. I don't want to confuse the audience, but it doesn't matter. I'm telling the truth. That's all important. People can. That's all that matters is the truth. Yeah. So doing the boxing, um, the sparring, and the training, which I was frightened, that gave me confidence. And the public speaking did, going to seminars, other teachers, getting around groups of people, going out in public. That is the number one thing. I'm sure you've heard this, Johnny. Over the world, it doesn't matter what culture you're in. Talking to large groups of people is the number one fear of most people in the world. It's, um, it, what you just said is true, Jason. It's, um, we're all scared of it until we do. I was petrified, petrified of people's... Frightened. But you went from this timid young bullied, picked on boy that was skinny and didn't believe in himself and thought all these horrible things. And somehow you moved into this different category to where now, whether you believed in yourself or not, you were going to try to speak in front of people and do things. Where do you find the motivation to even do that? People, we're talking about before Johnny became a coach. This is him defeating his personal demons and finding out what is a successful template that I can use that I can eventually share with other people. What did you do? 
how did you decide I am going to go speak in front of people? I'm going to walk up to people. I'm going to speak to crowds. That is most people that have anxiety, panic, depression, you can't pay them to do that. You could put a bend to their head and they'd say, shoot me. But you did it. But you did it even though you were one of those people. How are you different than the person that was like, no way, I wouldn't do that? This would excite a lot of people. I didn't believe <laughs> I, I, I had to build up to it. So I know a lot of people, they, what they're going to hear is, and I'm going to try and stop them from doing that. I don't want them to, I'm not different to them. They're going to just think he was scared, afraid, and he became confident. It was a gradual thing. It was a daily thing. And, and I, I enjoyed self-improvement, whatever you want to call it, personal development, finding out who you are, self-discovery, healing, all different names. I fell in love with it. And I didn't realize that when you fall in love with something, your passion, passion, love, determination, motivation, it overrides the fear. Of course, the fear was always there periodically. I loved it. I, when, if you fall in love with someone, you will travel to a place where you could get killed oh. because the love is so strong. It outweighs the risk when you've got love in your heart, when you're passionate. Love is so magical. When you want it more than you want to breathe, you will succeed. You won't give up. That is so dramatic that you made that point. Love is, I think, the most profound emotion in all of human beings that we lack tapping into. And love is connected directly to passion. It's, they're inseparable, in my opinion. You can yep. call me wrong if you want to, but I believe love and passion are the same thing. You can love somebody unconditionally, but you can also love or pursue something with an obsession that is almost bound to your heart the same way. Exactly. Well said, Jason. You're right. I guess the different types of love. There's a love for a woman or for your family, and then there's right. a love us as kids, as men, we never grow up, even though we're in our 40s. We have this child <laughs> love. And right, I, ne I never grew up. <laughs> yeah, I don't grow up too, man. Listen, <laughs> there's a young boy saying, who's this big hairy man? I don't recognize him. <laughs> you big hairy bastard, Johnny. <laughs> who's this guy? Who's this hairy man? You know, who's, who's, who's in all of his hair? Who's, we, What's this guy doing here? And I'm like, relax, relax. I've got you. I've got you. Fasten your seatbelt. So, uh, oh, well put. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's um, if people are trying to see one of the things I see with clients a lot and people, they think too far ahead, one day at a time. Now, I didn't become this person in one day. It's you. You don't know what you can do. Do it daily. Take one day at all we can do is one day at a time, you know? So each day, one day becomes 10 days. And that's what I noticed in my journey to pattern. I was always bad at the start of things, nervous, awkward, but the more I did it, the better I got. And boxing taught me that. Oh man, the boxing taught me that. The socializing, the mentorship, the mentorship that I done with others and the mentorship that I received and just being around normal people that are good people. A lot of, a lot of friends that I was around, you know, people like yourself, Jason, that are brave, that are honest, that are trying. 
and, and going and growing, it helps when you're around. It makes it easier, gives you strength, and you give other people strength, and that makes you feel valued. So I had, I had good people around me, and that's what, that's what enabled me to make progress and build that momentum. And I think um, um, Donald Trump said it before, and I agree with him, and he, he quoted one of his mentors. I don't know who the guy was. I forgot his name. He's a very successful man in America, and he said, momentum is the key to success. And that, in my experience, that is 100% correct because without momentum, most of us won't do it. We'll give up. It's too difficult. We need, we need to build a relationship, a habit every day. And then it has it like a, almost like you build a separate, how do I explain it? It's like a, there's like another energy helping you, that momentum, that force. But that takes time. I have a um, comment on this this momentum that you speak about, I believe is very intrinsically linked with um, being consistent. Yeah, 100%. Mo momentum and consistency, they go together. Because momentum is consistency of movement. Well, consistency is doing the same thing no matter what. So aren't they both the same thing somehow in a way? I have found through the years, if you want to be successful at something, if you are consistent at it, failure or success, I don't care if you get up every single day, like what I've learned with weightlifting, since I started at an early age being a personal trainer and getting into competitive bodybuilding, that consistency will change everything about your life as long as you do it days you don't feel like it days you do feel like it whatever just do it consistency and i have found that factor plays across the lines with everything with business with physical things with mental things it somehow connects to all nodes across the board Spot on, Jason. I agree. Even better. You're right. That's it. That's the truth. That's it. Consistency. We use different words. Even even better. And that is the truth. That you know, anyone and anyone who sticks to something and keeps going when they fail will arrive at that truth. And then when you've got that truth that you've got and I've got, and hopefully the viewers listening, they can get for themselves, or they can be reminded of when they had it or they lost it. It gives you information that you can use in your life again. So if you lose consistency, like I did, when I had the mental health breakdown, I had to find a purpose and a reason to want to get back out again and go through all of the fears and, and build back and even go further. So the great thing about consistency is it's free. It doesn't cost any money, but it costs in courage. It costs in strength. Oh, in the hard stuff. <laughs> you know, the stuff the where you stuff. could actually dig deep and you got to put in some effort. That's exactly. what I think a lot of people are liking these days. They won't dig deep and put in that little bit of extra effort and consistency requires that you got to keep moving. You got to keep sticking with it. Even if you don't feel like it, that's where the results come from is from doing it over and over. Yeah. And, and you said it and I love it. Every, it's, everyone says it. And, and I love that. Goggin says it. You said it. Uh, you just mentioned one of my favorite guys in the world. I love Goggins. Love him. 
Because he talks unabashedly about what it takes. And he ruffles a lot of feathers because of his coarse language, but he speaks the truth. And I'm glad you mentioned him. More people should know about him. You know, you know what, Jason? My friends are saying I agree, and I know we should do it more. I think we should always give, it's a kind practice for those listening, for men and women, always give credit to people that have helped you. Don't let pride get in the way, or even if you're a teacher, be kind in the right. God, that man has also saved my life. He's changed my life. He's helped me in so many ways, the same way he's helped you and so many people. And I don't need him to listen or not. I don't want anything from the man just to say, thank you, man. Thank you, David, because you've got me through some of the toughest times and give me the strength to give to my clients when I'm struggling for myself and I've got to be strong for them. Right. But again, right. don't put anyone on a pedestal. You know, Don't put David Goggins in the pedestal. He doesn't want you to. He's a human being. Idolizing anybody could be bad. It's not, it's not good. I know it's challenging, but it's not good for people, especially for young people, men and women, because then you make them better than you. And then, you know, you don't. Oh, that's a, gr that's a great point. That's a great point because there is so many people in the social media sphere right now that people are idolizing and put so far above their self, they don't even think about the damage or the detriment of the fact that they look up to this person as if they are a god. They're a, yeah. normal, they're a normal human being. They have their flaws. You don't know them because they don't show them. But you know what? I also need to keep my mouth shut because people might have to go through <laughs> that. Go through that. So it's also, again, it's not easy. I try and practice it. It's not judging people because we don't know how they feel. And I... Sometimes you've got to do that. I mean, I put many people on a pedestal and it helped me in ways, but there was a point where I realized this ain't healthy no more. You know, it's good to love someone, appreciate them, but don't, because even David says it himself, don't make me something that I'm not because then that gives you an excuse for you not to do it. I've worked hard, you can do it, you know? And for those people, I felt like that before. For those people, I understand a lot of men feel rejected from the tribe they feel ostracized i've been there if you want to get into the tribe and not feel that feeling recognize your own value stop putting people on the pedestal and then they'll probably want to spend time with you and it's not because i'm better than you i'm above you it's because you're doing that to yourself it's not a good relationship so i i love tyson fury i love fury but i don't idolize him and he doesn't want me to he's a man of god He's not a perfect man. I'm not. None of us are. But he's a good man. Not far, he's not a perfect man, but he doesn't not, even pretend to be. He yeah. exposes his flaws. And yeah. that's great. I love people that oh, the mass majority could idolize, but yet they go, hey, look, you may love me, but here's all my dirt. Here's all the bad things about me. Tyson does that. Absolutely. Tyson's been one of my heroes. He's um and he's had mental health issues. Oh man, I think um I think thank God that. that somebody at that level will go, I've dealt with this. Most people would hide that in the closet with all the other skeletons. He brings yep. it right out. Yeah, like you like you said, Jason, he says it. I I bought his book, um, and it's amazing. The first chapter's like him about to kill himself in his Ferrari. He's got millions of pounds. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. He's got a beautiful family. He's loved. Mm. He's going 
thought problems. I understand that. I've been for it. But a boy said, don't do it. So he wants you to know these things. He wants me to share this. He cares about people. He's got a good heart. And that's what it's right. about. We're not saying be perfect because none of us are. But you can become a good person. spoke about earlier. We all make mistakes. We all deserve to be forgiven and we can come back and transform. And then every, everyone can do great. Everyone's got greatness in them. Everyone can achieve their goals and dreams. And that's my, I mean, that was always my message, but my more improved, if old message is that, but not just for men, like it used to be, for men and for people, for men and women. Everyone can. Everybody can benefit from your, from your message. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're a man or a woman or you're undecided on your gender. Johnny here, his message can translate into helping you define a better life. That's what matters. That's all yep. that matters. Okay. Yep. And I think that's the main message that needs to be communicated is this is, it's not about one gender or one person in general. It's about everybody out there receiving benefit from a man that has went through hell and back and figured out the nuances, all the little things, because there's a paradigm in life that everybody tries to live by. And normally it just doesn't work. You have to find someone who has broken the paradigm of the regular, the normal, the mainstream, and pulled and extracted and taken their time, diligence, effort, blood, sweat, and tears like you have to get information, change their life, and then go, I've changed my life. Now I want to change everybody else's life. And that's my mission. That's a noble, honorable mission. And I don't see enough of this out in the world. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, the stuff you're saying is great. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, listening to it. And it's, it's all great stuff, what we're saying. And you're right. I mean, I forget this sometimes. I keep forgetting it. And that's what the mind can do. That's what my anxieties can do at times and my, my own selfishness. But one of the best ways to build yourself up in life is to build others up. Is to be kind, and you don't need to be perfect. <laughs> you don't. It's so true. And look, I'm just going to say it because it's the truth, and it's not. Look at me. I was in a mental hospital. I lost all my money. I lost my mind. I still could be kind to people, and I attribute that because of the way that my mum and dad and my nan brought me up. It weren't easy, and it made me feel better to say, you know what? I got four slapjacks. Do you want one of these slapjacks? <laughs> Made me feel. I'll take like, one. Exactly. <laughs> it's a cheat day. It's it's, it's cheat day. Yeah. You know what, man? Voices now. McDonald's FC. I've been good this week. It's cheat day. <laughs> you know. You know. Exactly. Um, so yeah, if people want to get more confident, uh, have the courage to be kind. Of course, it's it's not easy all the time because people are difficult. Relationships can be yes. difficult. Absolutely. Like George Foreman said, it's an ongoing thing with forgiveness. You know, be be kind. You'll feel better. It's it's the right way and it will get you stronger. You're a stronger person and your life will improve as a result of, you know, being the way that my nan was, Les Brown, how you how we are today, being kind, it gives you strength. I totally 
agreed with everything you have said to the point to where I almost sound like I'm selling you, like I'm shilling for your coaching program, but I'm not. It's just because it's true. I happen to be in alignment and agree with everything you're saying. So, hey, it is what it is. You've remedied Jonathan and you are better now. Why does it turn to coaching other people? What makes you go, I'm going to help change the world? That's a big undertaking. No, I, I listen, man. Ask me whatever you want. I'm an open book. And if I got awkward or it'll be great, I'm human. I'm fine. I love the questions are great. I, I love it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I never, I never looked at it when I was younger as I want to change the world. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I looked at it is that I want to help people, the people that I'm meant to help. And I'm not excluding anyone, but it, it could be that. Well, I'm going to be straight with you, Jason, this is deep stuff. But, um, when I was younger, as I said to you, I got bullied at school. And at some point, again, I hope this doesn't come across egotistical. It may, I don't mean that way. My dad was good. He protected me and said, look, if you don't stand up for yourselves, it ain't going to stop. I know it's hard. He was compassionate. My mum was like, good mum. She's like, don't want me fighting. My dad said, if someone hits you, you've got to hit them back. You've got to fight them. It's old school. So I started to do that and it did help. People that were punching me, kicking me, and it stopped the bullying. Then I would see kids that were a lot weaker than me, vulnerable, getting bullied. I would break my heart and I would stick up for them. And it would feel, it, it's not like, oh, it feels good, like getting a like on Facebook. It felt so right to do it. It made me cry. There's so, a righteous feeling to saving someone. It just, and I'm not saying in some kind of weird way, you're doing that, you have compassion for that person because you know they're weaker than you, you know how it feels. And you know, no, yeah, I, I see it. It's the right thing to do. You, you help them, you save them at that moment. Yeah. yeah. So that's really the origin of where my passion and my purpose comes from helping people. Even before I realized, I never ever had ideas about a business. I had no business background. I, I didn't even, when I was younger, I didn't even like businessmen. I didn't like because I didn't trust them. I didn't like, didn't like them. I was jealous of them. I was envious towards them. I thought they were bad people. That's what I felt. That's, that's what I believe. Honestly, that's how I felt, even though that's not true now, but that was how I felt when I was young. And that was because of my negative beliefs, conditioning, fears, lack of education, etc. So it comes from a young age, this passion. And then when Les Brown said it, he told me in his audio, I listened to it, and he said, you probably don't believe it right now, but you've got the ability and the power to change millions of people's lives around the world. When I started to teach initially, when I started out in the in the dating industry and coaching men on how to overcome their anxieties with talking to women and getting a girlfriend, I was just good at it. I naturally was good. I don't know how guys would open up to me about all their issues, their issues with their parents, their fears, their finances. I was just naturally good at it, naturally good at counseling men. I remember meeting a friend later on. Uh, he was a Christian and he said to me, you've got a gift for this, you know, but he, he said, you're, you're kind of in the wrong direction. And I didn't like it. I got a bit cross with him at the time and angry. And he said, you're very good at mentoring men and helping them to find a better way and blah, blah, blah. So sometimes when you're good at things, you don't even know how you do it. And I think I know everyone's got that. Everyone I've met, friends, male, female, most of the things they're good at, they don't know how to do it, but they just do it. And that's, that's great. We don't need to know every reason. So it, it was, I think it was a gift. I think it was something that was 
was in me or maybe it's from parents. I don't have all the answers, Jason, but it just felt right. And I followed that and teaching is something that I love doing, even though I'm still scared of it. Part of me, which isn't the real me, has anxiety to go out and teach and speak because of those voices. It's still there. Those voices are there. They're there. I battle these voices every day. You're not good enough. You don't deserve it. You come from a poor family. You're not educated. You're, you're arrogant. If you do that, you're not qualified. You've wow. got all these issues. You're going to be found out. You're a fraud. You're this, you're that. But I don't believe it. That's not who I am. That's the voice of the enemy, as you said. That's, the, that's not true. And every time you teach, you prove it's not true. And you've only got to look at the results and see the, the lives. I'm not going to take credit. God gives me the strength, my family, how I was brought up, and they've changed my life. They've helped me as well, mentors. So, you know, I, I, am, I am supremely confident in what I do, but it's also because I know that I'm not better than anyone and I know how weak I can be on any day and how vulnerable I've been. So my strength right. comes, from my, comes from being down. It comes from being defeated, but getting back up. So it's all these things, and I, I, I love it. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it, and that's why... Um, I, that's amazing I've got, I've got paid well to do it but I've done so much stuff for free because when you love something it's not about the money you do it because it's the right thing to do and you love it and the money comes as a result and people deserve they deserve to be financially rewarded when they're breaking their back and they go out and absolutely and I hate this thing okay. where people seem to want to troll individuals for making money for something they're good at if you are good at a particular thing, like Jonathan here is, like helping people find their confidence, find their purpose, conquer their fears, why in the world would any troll say, oh, he's just, he's milking everybody for their money? He's helping people. And most of his information is free. There's value in everything you do i have been following you like i told you before we um got involved with this podcast seven or eight years because anxiety has haunted me my whole life and you have always given me a little kick in the ass to do better you know how valuable that is to me yeah that means a lot and yeah. i'm only a particle of the masses that you've touched some people you could have changed their complete total life they could be different human beings now and the majority of that was free information that you gave out value for free can anybody out there tell me where you can go get free stuff where you can get hyper-valuable information, products, anything for free. You don't find it. But this guy, this guy is giving free information that could change your life. Now, going deeper, of course, you can get into coaching and you can dig into specifics that can really help, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. As I said, I'm an open book. Ask me. I'll help in this conversation. Anything I can help people with, how to make money, how to start a business. I'm not going to hold back because I remember when I was struggling, I used to get frustrated 
that there weren't enough honest people teaching me how to make money. I used to think they're so, and maybe there's some truth in it. They're not helping me. Why don't they help me? If I, if I had all that, so I'll do anything from my heart, obviously within the realms of my, you know, respect and healthy boundaries to help any person I can help. But I understand to address, I understand if people were to say, he's a scam. He just does it for the money. Cause I used to feel like that. I understand that I don't agree on it. I can right. forgive it. But the truth is, when you're successful, you're going to get that. Someone's always going to have an opinion. Even if you, if you, if you don't, win. you're not doing something right, Johnny. When you if somebody ain't butching, you're not doing something right. Hey, man, understand the human condition. Humans are beautiful, but we also have challenges as well. If you went out and you fed, I've seen people feeding homeless people and someone go by and they shout at them for giving them money, saying that they shouldn't do it. Even if you're a saint. So you you're have to. You're an enabler. <laughs> exactly but yeah it's just not not taking it personal right um yeah sorry what was your next question um well i was thinking upon every we conquered your story we we've we've talked about where you've moved from in the beginning to where you're at now and to getting into coaching talk to me Johnny, about fear. I think fear is the stem. This is my personal belief. I believe fear is the emotion that stems to every other thing that literally affects everybody from mental illness, from procrastination, from OCD, from PTSD. If there's a fear-related substrate there, and it's in their subconscious that they don't know how to confront and do something with. What do you have to say about fear? In any form or fashion, conquer fear for me. Talk about fear the way that you would. Well, first of all, I think fear is something that has been um, not accepted in our whole culture, in humanity, throughout the histories and the years. And I, that's what, that's what my struggle was. I, I thought I was the only one that was frightened and it made me feel worse. So there's shame around fear, but fear experiencing yeah. is as normal as wanting to go to the toilet, having emotions. So it's something that's been misinterpreted and we've made it bad. If you make something bad, then people are going to feel bad for feeling it. They're going to feel right. ashamed. So it's changing our relationship with fear. And also, <laughs> I love how you said it says. It's the same as going to the toilet because it is. It's as basic a human biological thing as going to the bathroom. Yeah. So basically, what the best thing we've got so far. I'm going to be straight. I'm going to give you my truth, my experience. Oh I'm yeah. Going to give from my from my faith, respectfully, and I'm going to give it from studying great men, great women, and really studying. Okay. Best thing we've got so far in our culture, whether it's faith based, it's science based, it's human is management management because you can't get rid of it whilst you're human but you can learn to manage you can calm it down you can shrink it you can use it as ink to paint the picture you can use it as fuel to create a business okay if your relationship will fit it's and it's getting used to it and it's also you know what you do what we do exercising and training because there are times where the fear ain't there another thing be present when you're when you're fully present there's no fear. Right, you're in the moment. 
There's no fear when you're present. I, I have no fear right now because I'm present. There was, there's going to be moments where I'm going to have fear and anxiety, like you, emotions up and down, but I feel present. So people have got to learn how to be present if they want to have a life of less fear. Or I like when people, someone challenged me online, it was good. And he said to me, why do you keep saying social anxiety, anxiety, fear, it's labeling? Stop saying that. And I went, you're right. You're right. You're, let's do your percent. And he said, it's excitement. Great. I'll go with that. So it dude, could be either one. I guess it registers on a brain map if you do a study as the same thing, but it's a, it's a different feeling. It's all how you register it as a, each individual human being, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my, um, my, my take on it is, but study it, you know, like anything that you're trying to keep. And that's been my fascination as a kid. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure out. Well, you and every other scientist out there, they don't know everything about it. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, Jason, why am I still so frightened sometimes? There's no reason, but I'm on my own. All of a sudden, I'm absolutely terrified. I'm a grown man, and I've done this, I've done that, but the fear doesn't care. It says, we don't care that you've done public talks, that you've helped people, that you've been brave. Right now, <laughs> we're going to frighten you. Like, you know what? When it gets too bad, this is what I do. God help me with this. I'm struggling with all my experience. Yeah, I'm an expert. Whatever you want to call me, I'm still human. I'm scared to death right now. But then when my, when Mike Tyson says it, I, I feel better. When Tyson, if you say it, I feel better. I'm not on my own. I'm not a hypocrite. Maybe we all are. And then I'll have a conversation with my dad. I call my mom's my unpaid therapist. I need to give my mom some money. Mom, what's bothering you? Mom, I know what I'm doing. I'm a grown man. I'm calling you. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I need reassurance. Do you still love me? Of course I love you. You're my son. You're good looking. Laugh about it. Have fun. That's wonderful. That's uh, wonderful. And keep, keep asking, keep challenging, keep searching. But I haven't found anyone yet on planet Earth who doesn't have fear, who doesn't feel fear. I haven't found them. Not, not in a human being. I ain't found them. Well, I'm in Texas, so... I see the rednecks drive by with their hillbilly jacked up pickup trucks with the no fear logo on it. You ever seen those no fear stickers? Yep. Yep. I've seen people wear the t in boxing, people wear t-shirts and there is no fear. There is no fear. It doesn't exist. You're living in a fantasy world. So I, I hate to see so many people representing it, whether t-shirts are on trucks and different things like that. You're dodging reality. You're dodging the fact that, hey, we all have to face it. Courage is there's fear, but I go in anyways. Right. And crazy. that's that's what we want is courage. All right. Call me crazy. I learned something. I was learned. I just learned something powerful right now when we were speaking. I, I want to share it. I learned as soon as you were saying that something came up. It made me feel. Oh yeah, it's got to be good. Come on. Connection. I feel connection when we're speaking. Your honesty. I'm not going to freak you out, right? In a healthy way. Friendship. It's connection. Would yes, you not on your own? You're, you don't feel as scared. And I've ex I've experienced this. Well, this don't sound right. <laughs> They <laughs> so like whatever you know. It's connection. It's connection to another human being, and that's why we need each other. Oh my God, that's a beautiful thing. 
I know, yep. Uh, I'm part of me's laughing. Like if I could, if, if you were here right now, Johnny, no gayness, I would give you a hug, brother. Listen, man, I give you a hug. That's what real men do and kind people will give you one. It's, uh, listen, no problem. I'd give you a hug because I think you're fabulous, dude. I'm a completely straight man, but I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. I'd hug you in a heartbeat. Right. I'm talking to my client yesterday doing a session, and we're going through some stuff, and he's talking to me, and, and I had to tell my story because he asked me as well, and he said, how do you deal with people that are bullied you, men, and, and the perspective? I said, listen, where I am in my life, what I've learned, I would rather than hit another man, punch him, I'd rather have a hug with him as a friend, sit down and we, and we forgive each other. Have a hug, be mates, be friends, do it in love. That's the stronger man. It's taken me a long time to learn that. It's an ongoing thing. That doesn't mean be a pushover. Of course, we might have to say, hey, man, don't talk to me like that. You've crossed my boundaries. Love is more powerful that's a, than fit. That's okay. Drawing boundaries is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I, I agree with you saying, hey, we need to draw those boundaries, but we can do it in a loving manner. We don't have to be assholes. We don't have to be egotistical. And so much tied to the male persona, which is what I feel like today they're trying to classify as the toxic masculinity movement. Yeah. yeah. There's, hey, listen. Biologically, I don't care. Other people are going to disagree with me. Men and women are different. Okay? Yeah. Men and women are different. I believe that there is a man, there is a woman, and in between you have some confused people, and I'm okay with them figuring out however they need to uh, classify themselves, but we should not discard what a man and a woman is. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you, Jason. And that's why look, I'll explain. What Sometimes like, I understand men challenge me and say, well, Jonathan, are you telling me I should just let people bully me, walk over me? No. Let me give you some advice right now to any men out there that are struggling with anger or people bullying them. Go and take up martial arts. It's within the law. Go and, go and do boxing. Boxing will make a man of you. It will make you a good man. Boxing will you have to face a challenge. Something yeah. you've never faced before. Somebody in front of you that can inflict damage upon you. You've not, you might have never faced this in your life. And all of a sudden, you have to. It's a realization that you have to face damage. You can inflict it or you can take it. There's no telling what's going to happen. But it can change the way you feel about life afterwards, right? Exactly. So you're right. It's, it's, you know, it's common sense, you know, and to defend yourself. So if someone does try to assault you and, you know, risk your life, you can defend yourself. That's within the law. But if you work on changing your heart, you'll find that you won't get into those altercations probably ever because your perspective has changed. When I changed my perspective, and I, I attribute a lot of this help to my mentor, Jeff Thompson, who comes from violence to love, I didn't mm. get into fight. You know, one of the best things my mom said one day, she said, you've changed. You know, I can go out of you about warriors. Over my mom, she said, you're calmer now. You're more secure. So a strong man is a man who doesn't need to go around fighting and is kinder and can forgive and be stronger in, you understand what I'm saying, Jason, by working out, 
then you don't then you don't really get into these disputes. Johnny, I am eye to eye with you on this. Okay. I understand that the more physically involved you are with running, weightlifting, martial arts, anything that is a physical endeavor, it calms the central nervous system. It makes you more relaxed. And when you are more relaxed and you are more aware of your physical capabilities, you don't feel the need to prove yourself. Exactly. If you don't feel the need to prove yourself, then you can be authentic. Then you can be realistic. You can be who you are in the moment, no matter what the conditions. Exactly. And, you know, that's it. That's why, you know, men that are struggling with their identity or what it means to be a man, go take up martial arts, go do bodybuilding, go do boxing. They'll I wish be- more people would listen to you on that. Exactly. But I understand how they feel. I do understand. I have a lot of compassion because I felt like that too at a certain point. And I come from the place they come from, being bullied, being taken advantage of because my kind nature and also my aggression too. I've been aggressive. So, you know, but it's a journey. You know, I can't... Right. People, these things take time, right? And I'm an old git now. I'm 40 years of age. So for a man in his... I'm 34. I know. Well, we we still we still looking young, so yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. As you said, martial arts. You know that scene, Bruce Lee, lot when they're going. Love Bruce Lee. Lee. You love Bruce. Everyone loves Bruce Lee. When the Australian guy says, "You know, prove it. Show me your martial arts," and he says, "You know, later on," and he says, "What is it?" He says, "It's the art of fighting without fighting." What do you mean the art of fighting? What Bruce Lee was saying is what we're saying. You, you learn self-defense, so you don't need to hurt people. You don't need to get into fights. Right. And he did it. He, he made them look stupid. He put him on a boat, and when the guy realized, he stranded him. Bruce Lee didn't need to hit that man. That man was not, that man needed a lesson of growing up and being more secure. So yes, for guys, learn self-defense. Learn that part. So if someone does, worst case scenario, someone does try to bully you, you can stand up for yourself. But you can learn to do that verbally. I teach my clients that both men and women, you can stand up for yourself socially. You can be kind, but you can say, hey, don't talk to me like that. Or don't tell me what to do. Or the answer is no. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to lower the prices in my business because you're threatening me. That's the price. You can, you can say what you want. If you don't like the price, then you have to accept that I've got free material. So bullying can also be verbal for men and women. And you can learn how to be strong by what you do, what I do, discipline, training, mentors, mm-hmm. and doing what we're doing a lot of the teaching now. Honest conversations like this, they build confidence and strength for both men and women who are getting bullied. It, what, what Johnny is sharing here is this is multifactorial. I mean, there is knowledge. There is physical. There is mental. There is... Um, exposure therapy there is so many different facets to this that okay this is great this is enlightening to hear but if you're stuck you might need a coach you might need somebody like johnny to take you to the next level because it's overwhelming when you think about all this stuff just as it is on its own it's it's great to hear it all and go, oh, there's so many possibilities, so many different gateways to opening me up to the world that I never knew about. But do you need somebody that's a professional that can help you get through it? That's why I would recommend get in touch with this guy and 
find out. Can he help you? Can he move you? I mean, the yardstick's got to move. You can't stay stuck. Because if you do, you're wasting your life. And that's what I don't want for people. That's why I wanted Jonathan to be on here because I don't want people stuck in their lives. I know that he shares my sentiment. So many people are stuck right now in fear and it's propagated by so many things in this world that I don't want to get negative and start talking about all the things that propagate fear. But how do we beat it? How do we conquer it? How do we become our best self? That's why he's on here right now. And that's why he's sharing so many of these techniques and talking about them so you can move to the next level instead of staying where you're at. Yeah, well, that was brilliantly said, Jason. And as I said, for men, it's asking for help. A lot of men think it's not strong, and I used to, but it's not really strong. It's strong to ask. There's a lot of men that'll be happy to give it to you, and women, they it will make them feel valuable. So ask for the help. It's out there. And listen, if you don't have any money, that's no excuse. There's a lot of free help out there. There's loads of stuff. You put loads of good content out. I've saw what you've done. There's there's so much. Oh, thank you. That. As you said, Jason, if people, if they let fear win, fear will say, oh, it's, there's not, they'll make excuses. They won't apply it. So as my father always taught me growing up, some good values, he said to me, Jonathan, if you can't help yourself, then you're going to have to get someone to help you. And he also said, you can't help a man if he doesn't want the help. You can't say you because it will drown you. So it's, it's that wisdom. So ask for the help is out there. I've got help so many times. And even though you get those, like, you know, those voices, no one cares, and that they do care, but you you've got to care too. You gotta to, you gotta you gotta make you gotta take responsibility. You gotta you gotta be accountable. At least Radical sure. responsibility. There is a topic Radical. that so many people don't take into regard. The help is not gonna find you and engulf you and take you over and change your life for you. You have got to be responsible. Radical responsibility. Listen to what Jonathan's saying. Me and him are talking about so many things that you can incorporate into your life. Start moving towards them. Even if it's baby steps, it's a movement. If you do nothing, you'll stay right where you are. If you take those baby steps, at least you're moving the direction that you want to move. You're moving the direction that's positive. But if you just do nothing, you stay stuck. It's movement. Again, it's action. You know, it's you. You can't do nothing. Exactly, exactly. You said that a lot, and that's true. A lot of men and women are stuck, and we all get stuck. And that's why lately, um, I've been teaching and living a thing I call daily discipline. Because every single day we're stuck. Even when you look, even when you live your dreams and you've succeeded, life's not over. So people need to stop thinking because someone's got money or they're in a suit or they're successful and they lost state that's great the challenges don't stop whilst we're living and breathing it's challenging but if we change our pers uh, perspective and we've got a purpose and a goal the challenge that initially frightened us and intimidated us can be exciting change the perception of fear by finding a purpose and a reason and a goal start small Stop comparing yourself to other people. You don't know them. You don't know what they're going through the ground through. Focus on you. Focus on how you can improve the next day, and you will make massive changes. Massive changes. You can you can change your life in one day 
by taking action today or get or doing something positive. Get up. I do it. I'm looking at it. Fix the bed. Take the trash out. Hoover your apartment. Give gratitude. You know, whatever you believe in, just say thank boom, you. Boom, boom. Little little bitty goals that you achieve. These build confidence. Everything that he's naming. Don't make it complicated. Make it simple. Like he said, make a list. Do little things. And then those little things on your list, mark them off. Every one of them, and this is something that a lot of people don't realize, Jonathan, is that you put those on the list and you mark them off, there's a dopamine release involved in that. There is a confidence boost that goes into you from achievement. Yeah. So every little thing that you are documenting and achieving is actually leading to you being that more confident person. And it's, it, I'm not saying it's that simple, but there is a little beginning that you just named right there that many people get started with. You're, you're right. And like you keep saying, I think people just got, just start, just focus on the first hour because a lot of people with anxiety start panicking. I do it at times and they start thinking about the next hour, you know, right. it's three hours panicking. So to learn to just, it's not easy. It isn't easy, but you can do it. I'm doing it. Learn to be present now. Focus on now. What can I do now? Okay. Enjoy drinking this coffee. Forget about the future. It doesn't exist. Enjoy the conversation with Jason. Okay, in an hour's time, I'm going to go and watch Free Fight or just do it an hour by hour and you'll start to feel better the more you do it. And if you're struggling and all I'm saying can't reach you, go online, listen to people that were in the same place you were and get some confidence or comfort in knowing that they got out of it and you can do the same. Study successful people, all of them. All of them at one point felt trapped felt suicidal, didn't feel good enough, was struggling, didn't know how they were going to get through the next hour. Oh my God, you are so right about that. I have found out a lot of people that I looked up to, when I go dive into them, if they're vulnerable, like Tim Ferriss, or you, there, there's many stories I could probably uh, pick from, but they were suicidal at one point, and they are wildly successful but they hit a point in their life where they were considering suicide and they had to fight their way out of it. This is important to everybody, Jonathan. How do we be authentically who we are as human beings? This is the big daddy of them all. Most people live a life that somebody else wants them to live. They don't live the life that they are meant to live or that they want to live. They are not authentic. They coddle and play the game of being who other people want them to be, but not being their authentic self. How do we be authentic? Well, I'll give you my... I think there's a few ways I'll ask that question because as you said, it's big. I, I can overcomplicate Yeah, And if I just say... Just be yourself. That will make people infuriated and angry because it's not as easy as that. Way too simplified. It's too simplified. And I said that years ago. <laughs> I get that. Well, for me, um, it almost cost me my life. I, I think part of me having a mental health breakdown was because I wasn't fully being myself, you know, at times. It, my, it weren't right. And I've seen it. And I've seen people. So I think... Um, 
I think you have to if you want to have good mental health for men and women listening. But I do think there is a balance between being yourself and not being nasty to other people. I think people can overdo it. And I think deep down, our heart tells us how to be ourselves, but in a way where we're respecting people. And I've got a saying, you can't care what people think, but you shouldn't stop caring about people. Because I can't control what my mum's going to think about me on this video or my dad or my family. And I have to choose not to care. But I love them. I care about them dearly. And I can't care what my friends think or what my clients think. That's none of my business. But I'm, I have to be me. You know, I have to be me. It doesn't, I've tried not being me. It nearly killed me. I nearly committed suicide. God, we, we need you. We need authentically who Jonathan is. We need authentically who Jay is. We need authentically whoever out there is listening to this. We need you to be whoever you are because there's nobody else like John, Jay, you out there listening. There's nobody else like you. Literally, it's like a fingerprint. There's only one of us. So it's very important to express who you are, I believe. I agree. Well, we did it when we were kids. We didn't, we didn't have to think about it. You did it oh. when you were kid. We all yeah. did it. Okay, for those that couldn't, I'm sorry for that. I know things can be difficult in this world, but generally, but we, we weren't corrected. We won't have fear put in us. So people have been themselves, but they've forgotten because of abuse, bullying, criticism. Right. Most of anxiety that I help people with and that I have and have worked through and progressed and healed, and it's been an ongoing journey. Most anxiety, not all of it, but a lot of it is down to people not being themselves, not living from their values and being terrified that if they be themselves, uh, be rejected. They're going to be rejected or harmed. But in some way, you know, they're kind of right. Because when you look in history, <laughs> again, too philosophical right now, which, which I'd like to, some people have been killed and crucified for being themselves. So there is well, that innate. Hey, John, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. But I'd rather be myself and people kill me then survive and live longer, but I'm living a lie because that will kill me anyway. So I think everyone deserves and should be themselves, but should also be mindful of being kind because I can't help it if some people are not going to like me being myself today on this show. I can't help that, but I, I still want to be kind to everyone. So being yourself means there is part of forgiving people that are going to hate you and criticize you. When you're yourself, you're going to be loved. You're going to be hated. You're going to be accused. You're going to be criticized. But if you can accept that, then life is pretty amazing. Well, that is, I would say, a beautiful way to codify the whole su subject itself is to say, yes, be authentic, but be compassionate. Don't be authentic to the point to where you disregard other people and their feelings. And... I don't think you could have put it any better. That's great. But still then say, I've got a problem with being authentic. I've got fear. I've got anxieties. Is there any easy way to express right now? Like, how do I be authentic? I've got an exercise. It's a brave one. And let people do it at their own thing. I love it. They can do it at their own pace. At any moment, in any situation, if you're really struggling, 
I don't care if it's around family, friends, this will keep, just say, look, right now, I'm, I'm really suffering and I'm really struggling to be myself because my anxiety has got the better of me and my health. And I, I don't want to be like this, but I'm struggling right now. And I'm most good people, you know what they'll say? It's okay, I understand. How can we assist you? But if you don't say that, people don't always know. And then they might think, well, Jonathan's being weird. He's being antisocial. He's being moody. Communicate from a kind place. That will save people's lives. Save my life. I went for a study with Jason where I couldn't be myself around my family. I was mentally unwell. I had a breakdown. They didn't know what was going on with me. Everyone, I couldn't be around people. I couldn't hold eye contact. Because literally you would not open up. I was in so much pain, I couldn't open up. I was in so much pain. And eventually the pain made me speak. And when I did, most people were, it's surprising how lovely people were. Even people I thought they won't understand. Sometimes even the toughest of people with the hardest shells can be the softest people. If you're sincere and say, I'm really struggling right, right now. I'm frightened. I'm paranoid. Call it out. Call it out. Because if you don't, you, it could, it, someone could go commit suicide. So call it out. And you, I've done it over the years. People see me do it. And there's times where I have a bad day and I can't be, I don't fully feel I'm being the most authentic person because I'm suffering, I'm struggling, I'm worried. So we're not perfect. Being yourself and being authentic doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden a perfect person in every moment, every second. But like right. you, said a, you said a great word, there's consistency. When you can consistently be yourself in any social situation, and treat everyone the same, whether they're rich or poor, famous or non-famous. Mm. That's kind of brilliant. And that's something to aim for for everyone. And that and that's great. So you're right. But I get it. It's not easy. It was, it's been a challenge for me. I'm 40 years of age. And I just feel like I'm fully being my, myself. And when I was 35, I said, I'm authentic. When I was 28. So it's a journey. There's, there's layers and layers. But you do get to a point where you do feel... I feel good in who I am. I feel free. I, I'm being real with people. I'm treating them well. And sometimes I have to apologize when I'm being impatient with people and they're upsetting me. Because that's gonna let's be real. We're gonna so there's about, you know, Mr. Beyond. Oh, being human. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had an impression, but I'll give it a shot, right, Vulnerability. And your son must find balance. When find balance, everything <laughs> work out well with karate and it's balance. It's a balance of being yourself and not being on Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, man. <laughs> he came for free. He didn't charge me any money. It was free. <laughs> <laughs> but it stuck. And there's truth to it. Yeah. And it's amazing because, I mean, hey, we all struggle to be authentic. And to hear that you're finally finding your stride as an authentic human being, I am so jealous. <laughs> that's fine. I like, listen, man, that's strength. Me and my friend joke about it. So, hey, that's a lot of strength. You say, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm jealous of you. That's, that's, I, that's a it, good person. I'm Sorry. just telling you the truth. I'm jealous because I have never fully embodied or found the complete strength of my authentic humanity and been able to express it without being just shut down by what I think other people will think or worried or panicked or fearful or some other form of uh, 
situation that will condemn the actions or the words that I will speak. So I have not found the clarity and God, the freedom that you're talking about, because it's freedom. You are talking authentic. Authenticity is freedom. You are experiencing freedom by finding your zone, your niche. Who is Jonathan? You are experiencing freedom. I haven't quite found it. I want to. Lots of people, lots of people do. Yeah, another good exercise for everyone. A great teaching from Jason. That's how you find it by saying, I haven't found it yet. How do I do it? I use that and I continue. And that gives you, and then you're not bullshitting. You'll be like earlier, you said you feel jealous. That's honesty. You can, it's, it's, it's like, I got that going on at least. <laughs> Listen, uh, we got to be real. It's a process. So, what you did is really brave. And a lot of my viewers, will really be inspired what you did because a lot of them are feeling like that. They're struggling to be themselves and they don't have the courage right now to say what you said. And maybe hearing Jason say it will help them to say it. And that's how I did it. You know, get mentors. When I worked with Jeff, he was so much, a million times more authentic than me. He was older than me. And, and I felt so good to be around someone that could show me who I am, who I can be and who I'm not. And he didn't judge me. He's, Man saved my life as well. Really helped me, Jeff. Jeff Thompson. So real, real quick, I just want to say mentors are something that are overlooked these days that Jonathan is mentioning here. Everybody could benefit from finding a fitting mentor in what direction they're heading in life. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and I, and I feel like sometimes all of us do it, me too. We put too much pressure to be ourselves that that inhibits us so it's almost can be the fear again going you're not being yourself jonathan's being himself but you're not this person ease up man ease up you're you're doing the best you can at the moment one day at a time it takes time and there's times where you lose connection it happens to me it happens to me right. i've had a session with i did a great session now i really helped my client i've had bad days where i thought I, I should have gave more. I was a bit selfish. I was a bit stuck in my own stuff. It might not be true. I felt like that. Right. Forgive right. myself. Next work with that client. I'm going to be more open, more vulnerable. And then I do that. I help them more. And then you feel good. So measure your progress. Have, you know, look at that. And then you can, you know, you can see it improve. And you see it even on, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, David Goggins, I've seen the improvement. When he first started, he was amazing. More authentic than I was. But he's got better and better because he's practiced it. That is raw authenticity, is it not? I love it. I, I love it. That is raw. Oh, he's, he's on. But again, like you said, if you feel jealousy, great. We all feel jealousy. Own it. Don't become jealousy. Jealousy is not your identity. It's a feeling. It's emotion. We all feel it, including me. It comes up. Thank you for saying that. We all feel it. I felt it many of times, jealousy. And, and I felt it when you said that you found your authenticity and yeah. it was worth saying. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's, a, that's how you get better and you improve and you, you don't beat yourself up and you keep going. And I'm sure I've seen you do some interviews there. Great. You're going to keep doing these. I want you to keep going. It's brilliant what you're doing. He's really inspired me. Thank you're you, sir. Thank you're you. Gonna you're going to get better and better because you're practicing more. And so am I, you know, 
The more you do it, the better you get. So you're right, Jason. You have to practice being yourself. If you can't be yourself, you have to accept that that's where you're at. It will come in time. But I will say this, you've asked me the truth and I can't stop it coming out. It's painful at times being yourself when you've been stuck for so long. It has been agony for me at times. It's not an exaggeration. It is literally, I've been in agony. My chest, my head, my teeth, my jaws, my body, the trauma. But when you go through that pain a month later, oh, I feel free now. I feel lighter. So use your pain as a measuring stick. But yeah, you're not going to live a life of purpose and authenticity without going through blood, sweat, tears, pain, suffering. But it is worth it. It's worth it for those that want to get to that point. What choice do we have? If you don't go through the pain of being who you were meant to be and live the life you're meant to live, you're, we, we know that. We know, Jason. We, we, know, we know that life. We know what's going to happen. We know that place. Yes, I totally agree with you. Um, you have to face the things that you want and go, what does it take to climb the mountain to get there? And it's step by step, inch by inch. I love what Jim Quick said. Inch by inch is a cinch. Yard by yard, it's way too hard. Break it down. Make it small goals and keep going and keep going. Don't make it big goals. That's the yard by yard statement. If you make it humongous goals, then you'll never get there. Inch by inch. Do it inch by inch. That's amazing. Jim Quick. Have you ever heard of Jim Quick? Not the name, but I might have watched his stuff, but the wisdom in it. It's it's K-W-I-K. He coaches industry leaders in you know like government business actors he helps people memorize scripts by heart he helps all sorts of people with their mental training and that's one thing he said one time was inch by inch it's a cinch yard by yard it's way too hard break down your goals into a fashion to where they are achievable because then you get a sense of accomplishment with a sense of accomplishment there's dopamine this is neurological reward. Then you'll keep moving towards the goal instead of going, I give up. Brilliant. That's why I love it. For people that have gone out and they find um, wisdom and, and truth because you feel it. And he's totally right. I agree on that. That's so good. That's, um, yeah. yeah, amen to that. Nothing to add to that. Brilliant. <laughs> well, what you said was very profound anyways. Uh, um, that's just a little add-on to it. But America, Europe, it doesn't matter. Anywhere in the world right now, mental health is at a critical point. And it's worse than I have ever seen it in my life. Do you have a feeling of why this is? Just any kind of an opinion? Or do you have some statistical analysis that maybe you could share with us? I mean, I'm okay with just your rudimentary opinion of, of what you think because you are a coach that deals in this sphere of thinking. Well, first of all, I've got to say, I'm, I'm not a professional mental health worker. That's not my area of expertise, but I do help people um, to build confidence and reduce anxiety that obviously they don't have extreme mental health problems to which I had when I had a breakdown. 
but I'd say there's various reasons, as you said today. So I don't have all the answers again, but I'll share what I know as someone who's been through it, survived the mental health breakdown, come back and sadly lost a friend five months ago to suicide. I absolutely love it. I'm sorry to hear that. I I appreciate that. So I've experienced it and, you know, and it's been really hard for me. But what I will say is communication. There's been a breakdown today in our culture throughout families and everyone because of the stress and fear. People don't always know how to say, I'm struggling and need help. So that's what I've learned at the moment. And that can make the difference in any relationship, in anything. Communication can save a person's life. Of course, I've got to say, I think faith helps, but I know that might not be right for everyone. I respect that. If faith doesn't work, you've got to... Uh, Ask someone, get help. You're not alone. There's help out there. Um, and, but also on a social media puts a lot of pressure. That's affecting our whole culture, all people, me included. So it's learning the balance that I practice. Not too much on healthy time on social media. Healthy relationship. Social media can be great. I enjoy it if I do it in the right way. Make sure that you exercise. You meet up with people in person. And that's another contributing factor to mental health. People are not in person enough. So what oh. we're what doing is great. So I so agree. I so agree. Uh, obviously, Jason, the circumstances, but this I'm appreciating it. But this is not more powerful. If I was with you in person, as friends, and we could have a coffee and a chat, whether it was for business or friendship or podcast, the experience would be richer. It might help you to get through what you're dealing with today and help me sharing one over. So people need to get together in person. Go to the church or whatever your faith is, I respect, or your group or your personal development group. Stop. Men and women need to stop spending so much time on their own. I can't be on my own too long. I can't. Not with my mental health the way it is. It's not healthy for me. So I go see my family. I see friends. And then I enjoy my time. People are out of balance today. But I have to have compassion. It's not easy for people, even with all this information. But there is hope. Because Tyson Fury done it, Jason done it, I done it, I'm doing it. But my heart goes out to anybody who is um, suicidal because I've, I've experienced it and it's not easy and I wish I had all the answers, but this is about as much as I can say now. But there's help out there. I don't want to put you I don't want to put you in a bad spot by saying this, but not somebody me. is living in isolation. I'm not gonna say they're suicidal because I don't want to put that on you. But somebody is living in isolation and they hate their life. They don't feel good. They can't find a way to have a breakthrough. Why is it so important to get out of isolation and connect with human beings? Because if you don't, this voice is so overwhelming and unbearing. Mm -hmm. Is it getting that no human being, I don't care what their age is, what their skin color is, what their status. No human being at a certain point can bear this voice if it gets out of control, including me. We're all vulnerable to it. So they need to ask for help and the help is out there. There's so many free help online. Speak to someone, go online and write in. I need help, so get on the phone, speak to a friend. You know, ask someone, someone will help you. Many people help me, I speak from experience. I was a successful coach who was, had good mental health, who coached people. I had a breakdown. So none of us are too rich or too proud. Even coaches out there, there's many coaches right now, I can guarantee you they're watching this, 
they're struggling with mental health, they might not be able to come forward. I hope my story can help them. It doesn't make you less of a person and it doesn't make you not a good teacher. I'm a, I'm a better teacher because I had a mental health breakdown and come back through my faith, through family, through good people, not despite it. So it doesn't matter what your position is. I will give up my position now to save my mental health. We've got to look after ourselves. It's important. So there's that. And listen, I know it's not easy. Try to laugh. Try to not take yourself serious all the time. Laugh at oh, you about yes. feeling suicidal, right? There are certain things like you're mentioning right there that can literally break the cycle of emotional bond, like laughter. Yeah. People criticize me online, right? They say that, why don't I face my fear of me losing my hair and I, and I comb over and, and I'm going to face it today. I'm proud. I'm bald. I'm losing my hair. But that's why I've got a six pack to compensate for the hair loss and being 40. My mom still loves me. Jason still loves me. A few of my clients. I love you, brother. But out there that loves me, God loves me. So it, it ain't that bad. No, fuck no, it's not. You're a handsome yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. So, you know, laughter can help, you know, and um, you're not on your own. It Tyson Fury goes for it. We all go for it. So support. And then you're. The, my dad said this thing to me, he said a good point. We were talking about this because he's, he's good on these things. And he said, you know what? When you're, when you're my friend, Tom said this too, when someone is in a space where they're suicidal, in that headspace, they can't see a way out. But if only maybe they spoke to someone, their emotion, emotions can change. You know, I've had it. I felt days I think I don't want to go. I can't go on. I can't do it. An hour later, I think I can, I can save the world. I listened to a bit of Braveheart. So sometimes it's my favorite movie of all time. Amazing movie. So a good movie. The, the, the music and the Braveheart films and the Rocky movies, they have lifted me out of places of depression, paranoia, intrusive thoughts, and they've brought me into a place of love, strength, forgiveness. And I want to live, want to live. You, you are worth it. You are good enough. You, you want to keep going. There's hope. There's hope. Don't give up. Um, and there's so many modalities that we're covering and we're, we're kind of grazing over them because we don't have the time to do a 10 hour podcast, Johnny, unfortunately, but literally you're grazing over so many things because music has an impact on your mentality. Um, movies can influence your mentality. Um, and then you can go deeper into music like frequency, binaural beats, isochronic tones. There's so many things that can actually have an effect on your biology that can help if you are suffering and you need help. Going above and beyond that, let's talk about the next subject that I have a profound interest in, working out. Physical fitness and proper nutrition affecting the mental capacity of the human being whether they be depressed, anxious, OCD, PTSD, whatever it is, if they get into a regimented workout routine involving anything, it doesn't, I'm not specifying one way over another, and eating healthy, basically avoid man-made processed foods as much as possible. If you do this kind of stuff, what have you found are the benefits? When I do my podcast show, I'm going to bring you on and interview you on all of your passion, your expertise on fitness. Fitness 
saved my life. It helped me to recover. Tyson Fury come back from mental health because of fitness. I did. My friend who passed away to suicide, my lovely friend, he met me. I hate I'm, hearing this stuff. He would appreciate it. I want to speak good of him. I had great times with him. He taught me about diet. He, had, he was in great shape. He mentored me. It's changed my life. I put it out. Fitness is so important. I, I, Goggins, you're inspiring me. If I don't work out pretty much every day, Jason, I'm so vulnerable to depression, excessive anxiety, paranoia, intrusive thoughts. Um, so working out is um, it's a godsend. It's a must, especially for us sufferers who are prone to suicidal thoughts, mental health. You work out, it, you feel like a different person. You might not want to do it. You might... You might feel suicidal before the workout. Please, God, you don't. But this is the reality. You go and do that half an hour run, as David Goggins says, you toughen up. You don't be poopy pants. You get out from the cookie jar. You're going to feel better after. You don't, you're going to live. You know, training is medication. Doctors, it, it's so obvious that people sometimes overlook it. You don't have to be Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali. Just do a routine, weight training, running. Running, I found to be one of the best. I love all training, whatever. What, swimming, running, boxing, MMA. I, I don't, I don't care what you do. Work out. You know, when you work out, it gives you good mental health. It stops those suicidal voices from. It, it takes you out of that place. And pray, pray as well if you want affirmation. You know, whatever. Give me strength. The working out is the best. And I went for a run today before we done this podcast. I didn't want to do it. I didn't feel like. It. That's why you're so damn sharp. Oh, I should have known you went for a run. Yeah, I did. <laughs> a lot and I was excited about this for the whole of last night and I thought oh it's going to interrupt my excitement I thought no you have to do it have to be accountable David Goggins again the mentors what have you done today no one cares about yesterday no one cares about the week before to a certain degree I did the run and I show up a little bit better today so it's Johnny against Johnny every day Johnny's against Johnny what are you going to do Johnny Johnny the day before Johnny, the day after, are you going to stay the same Johnny? Or are you going to get better, Johnny? Exactly. Ex exactly, man. And you know what? This is kind of the message for all of us. It's a little bit cheesy, but I'm from the 80s. If you can't do it for you, do it for someone else. If you can't be strong for you, do it. That's for great. Do it for someone else. You'll get the strength. Do it for someone else, right? And whatever you want to call it, I whatever, and God will do it for you, the universe or the goodness of humanity. Do it for someone else. When you can't be strong for you, do it for someone else. That will make you go and do the run. And then and then you'll get through what you want to get through. Then you'll feel better. Well put. I can't say much more than that because there are so many modalities of working out we could go into. There's so many different directions. Seriously, Johnny, we could go on this forever. And we, we have put in well over an hour and a half, I think. So, hey. so this has been a fantastic podcast. I love that you're so open and you're so unstructured. You just, whatever happens, happens. And let's just have an open conversation. That's a beautiful thing and it allows for honesty. And that's what we, we've done today. Yep. And I, and I agree, Jason, because as you said, People love it when two people are being honest and open-hearted. They get loads from it. And I'm the same. I go online and I'll watch something for six hours if two people are being real. It might not even be things I'm interested in. I, I, I'm, we're craving for that. There's today. a connection there. When you see, when you, 
you can tell that there's reality, that there is vulnerability. There's something about that that just sucks you into it. And you want to be part of that. And a lot of people are missing connection nowadays, unfortunately, because we were talking about people being isolated. Uh, it's, it's sad, but a lot of people are finding their connection through podcasts and videos where people are being real and they are having open conversations. And that's great if we can provide them positive content and maybe it'll get them motivated to get out of their house and do something or conquer some of the limiting beliefs that are keeping them stuck where they're at. Exactly. As I said, if you send me this over, no pressure when you can, I'll put this on my channel and the guys and girls will love this on my channel and they'll look at your stuff. And as you said, it's all about, for me, I let no pressure. If people are going to go to your stuff, they will. If they don't, they don't. Same for me. We, we did the best today. We got together, we poured our hearts out and there's a lot of teaching that come out and it said, this is success for me. This I'm living my dream. It would, this was my dream as a young kid to be out. You're so inspiring, bro. Yeah. I'm inspired. This is, this is it. But yeah, like, you're inspiring me. You inspire me. This doesn't come at a cost you good. We both have to get uncomfortable. We have to be real. We have to open our hearts. We have to face fears, but you enjoy it. You get a connection. You get inspired to keep going. Anyone can do it, but they've got to face that fear and, you know, and, and just be vulnerable. Yep. I will yeah. close this podcast out by first asking you if anybody wants to connect with you, please state where they can find you on the internet because they may have said this, this Jonathan guy is phenomenal. I want to know his website. I want to know his Instagram. I want to know where I don't care where, yeah, it, it may not be any of those, but <laughs> you just tell people where they can find you. Right. Um, on Instagram, I think I'm down as confidence coach, Jonathan, you can follow me there. I uh, can direct message me. If you've got any questions, if I don't get back, don't be upset. It's cause I get a lot. I'll try and answer your question in the video. Subscribe to me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Jonathan confidence coach. You'll find me on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel. There's so much free material. Uh, in regards to paid coaching, I only work with committed people and it's got to feel right for both. So if it's going to go that direction, they can email me. My email address is below all my videos, but I'm not bothered about uh, the business side. It's just about doing this, doing what I love. If it's going to be that way, it's going to be that way. I've got no control over that. And that's it, man. Appreciate the support. Okay. And that's, that's everything you want to share? That you, that you get you connected? Okay. And if there's any extra links, I will put them in the description below for all you folks out there listening in today or watching. And uh, thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate it, man. This has been a super enlightening and just very fulfilling discussion for me. Have an awesome day, man. Brilliant, man. Thank you very much. Keeping it real.